What's going on, everybody? Julie Murphy here, the money chick. And I always say we either work things out and we act it out through our money, through our health, or through our relationships. So today I'm going to help you with the money piece because guess what? It's important because it makes the world go round, whether it's crypto money or US dollar or wherever it is that you're from around the world. Currency is currency. It's how we exchange energy with each other. So don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell so you know when I give these tips and tools in these areas of your life, particularly on the money front, that we can get you to the next right space that is great for you and your family and your loved ones. All right, ready? So today we're going to talk about where does your, your, talk about you, your financial energy go? What do I mean by that? Okay, I'm always saying this, but our cell phones are quantum. They tap in a quantum field. That's why we don't have a cord. We're trying to hide in the bathroom. For those of you who are old enough, you understand that the cords used to break because we used to stretch them too far with the telephones. And we can call somebody in China on our cell phone. Guess what? You are quantum as well. You are energy. You are amazing. And we have to really have you tap into the fact that you are the creator of your life. I know. I know. Everything that you have thus far, you've created. Can you let that sink in? I know that's a tough one for some of us to swallow going, I didn't create this because of this, 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 this. Yes, I understand. That is true. That's why I'm going to here give you some tips to kind of see how you have created the financial reality that you have. We need you to take the steering wheel and it's time for you to drive the car. It's time for you to take that bull by the horns and go, no, you're going this way. You're going that way. I'm not joking. This is what we've got to do. So we've got six items here of, I want to talk about how our financial energy is going. I want to share a story um, that uh, first of, I want you to think about like the investments that you choose, right? Um, so often what happens in our world is that we have chosen investments because it's what's in our 401k plan, or it's what my dad used to do, or it's what my teacher taught me back in school when I did my MBA and they said only do ETFs. I know that was my MBA program, but I want you to start to tap into the fact that um, where is your heart along the way? So we're all trying to make these amazing financial decisions, and but we're doing it from things that what I would call an external referral system. And so where does your financial energy go going, hmm, are you investing in something that someone outside of yourself filtered it through their knowing and their being, and then that's why you invested in it? This is where we have an issue with what it is that we invest in because the fact that if it's done through somebody else's filter, then it may not be aligned with you. So I want you to think about that. You know, so for me as a financial planner, one of the things that I have done through the years is I've even chosen financial firms with analysts that also align with my goals and my um I'll say my, my risk tolerance for not only myself, but also filtering that through for clients because cultures, companies have cultures and they have personalities. I learned this back in 2008 and 2009 that when General Motors went bankrupt, 
it's really interesting. And this is not, no harm, no foul to General Motors. I'm just using it as an example that I realized that my clients had actually worked for that company as well. So here we have a company that was huge in the American economy and they went bankrupt. And what I found that was a huge aha moment for me all those years ago was that the people who worked for that company also were personally fiscally dysfunctional on some level. So when we like attracts like, right? It's kind of like the whole thing where they say like misery loves company. So it's like the same is true on the positive side. Like we align with, even if we don't realize that you are financially wired similar to all the people that you work with. And so if you're like trying to get out of debt, you need to make sure that you're surrounding yourself with people who don't want to get out, that are, that don't hold debt. This is what I saw with General Motors, that those, that company went bankrupt and those people who worked there also had high debt levels and they were always cash flow poor, just like the company enough that had to create a bankruptcy. I have a lot of clients that work in the ad agency world. And in that industry, it's all about like how, you know, you got to dress the part because you can age out of that industry. Yes. You age out very young in the uh, marketing and ad agency world. A lot of people, once they hit their 40s, are looking at being an independent contractor or what's my next thing. Very few of them continue as they age because it's all about the young and the pop and what's going on. And the credit card debt, one of the worst things I saw this one company do is that they would force people to charge on their personal credit cards to actually pay for business expenses. And then these people who were in an atmosphere, in a culture that was like the keep up with the Joneses that you have to have the most trendy stuff and the, you know, and, and people who are more creative and right brain than left linear brain, they're getting these checks back from their employer for expenses to pay off on the credit card. And a lot of people used it as income. They didn't actually pay off their credit card or they paid off a portion of their credit card. And what it did is it mounted credit card debt. So that is like systemic in that entire industry. And that's not everybody, but these are these patterns that I've seen in these cultures. So I want you to be mindful of your financial energy and the financial energy of the company that you keep because it's going through the same filter because you're energetically aligned. So if you have a lot of people around you that are talking about their financial world and it's the world that you have, but it's not the one you want to create, well, you want to align yourself with different company because... You are the company that you keep. So that's number one, okay? And that's a biggie. Now, number two, um, I want to tell you a story. Money is energy, right? If you think about it, the word currency comes from the word current. Current, what does a current do? Water, it flows. So how do you want your money to flow? And I've always said that... Um, the more I tend to give, the more I tend to get, but not giving at my cost. Okay. That's the big key there. It has to be an alignment that because I matter along the way as well. So let me give you an example. There's been a lot of rough stuff going on in my hometown, which is Chicago over the last few years. A lot of, I, I'll go places and people will say, Oh my God, the crime in Chicago, geez, the weeps. And I live here. It's not what the news actually makes it out to be. Is the crime up? Yes. Are things a challenge? Yes. 
have the police officers been really getting pressed hard here in Chicago? Yes. Um, and so I just decided to shift the energy and I used my finances to do that. So let me tell you the story. So I was in, um, Dick's sporting goods one night and I watched this, uh, Chicago police officer who was, um, in full uniform and you could tell he was at the end of his shift and he was picking some stuff up before he had to go home. And I said, Oh, how old's your son? Because he had the shoulder pads and the spikes. He had the whole get up. And he goes, Oh, he's just starting high school football and blah, blah, blah. And, and I'm looking at the guy and I'm like, Oh, that's awesome. Like, where's he going to play? And I was just chit chatting. And then he walked up uh, and the guy started ringing his stuff up. And then the next guy called us and uh, me and my boyfriend walked to the next uh, cashier and I just couldn't get this police officer out of my mind. And I'm like going, all right, I'm supposed to do this. I had a knowing that I walked over to the police officer and I said, I am really grateful for all the great things that the Chicago police officers do. And I know your guy's life has been extremely rough over the last few years with what's gone on in Chicago. I would like to uh, buy your stuff here at the store for you. And the guy just looked at me and goes, no, I can't let you do that. And I was like, I understand. I go, um, but it's okay to receive. And like, I do money for a living and, uh, you know, like, I know, I know what's going on. I'm seeing the patterning, right? I'm seeing this. And all of a sudden what happened, he was telling me all these reasons why he couldn't. I go, you know what? I, again, I am super grateful. And um, I really appreciate everything you should count. She goes, no, 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 this is like a couple hundred dollars. And I go, yeah, I'm aware. And you know what? I've been blessed with a successful business and what I do, and I would like to give back and, and put some positive energy as to what's going on with Chicago and their police officers. And um, my boyfriend says, don't argue with her. She's going to do it anyway. And then I just kind of smiled and um, I handed my credit card over to the cashier. And the Chicago police officer just, officer just started to tear up right then and there. And he tried to talk. He, he was so choked up, he couldn't even talk. And I, I don't even know the guy's name. Um, but remember our financial energy, um, that was a, such a small thing. And I understand that not everybody necessarily has that in their budget to do something that's a couple hundred bucks for a complete stranger. But I got to tell you, it really made a huge difference. Um, and how financial energy shows up is the next day, the next day I had this person call my office and say, Julia, I spoke to so-and-so blah, blah, blah. And I really would like for you to manage my money. And this person had like $3 million. That's way more than 300 bucks that I spent on this police officer that I'm going to be able to help this person over here as well. So remember, money is energy. And where is it that you want to flow? And the big caveat here is do not give away at your cost. That is extremely important because so many people think that it's an either or, like if you take care of other people, then you can't have money. And that's not true. You have to bring yourself along for the ride because your needs and your family needs have to be taken care of first and foremost, along with that other. So maybe your gift may not be money. Maybe it's time. You know, my mom, uh, we have uh, 12 kids when we were growing up. She made sure we were working all the bingos, all the everything up at the school because we had volumes of people. We were working hands but they didn't have a paycheck to write a check for everything. You know, whereas like for me, I write a check for my kid's school, whereas my mom had us do time, you know, and helping the school and the community function. So remember, there's always a place 
um, for be able to shift the financial energy of wherever it is that you're at. All right, ready for number three? Number three is, are you one of those hoarders? Are you one of those hoarders, right? <laughs> Remember, that is energy too. If you have stuff stacked up around you, guess what that is? That is unprocessed emotions. And I talk about this in my first book, The Emotion Behind Money. And we really need to recognize that if you have stuffed closets, stuffed drawers, stuff in your car, and it's just stuffed, it's because you are not effectively emotionally processing things. And you're buying things to try to create that happiness. It then goes to that external referral. And then you're holding on to it because of fear. You're afraid something's going to happen. How are you trying to manifest the life that you really want to manifest if you're operating from a place of fear because you're stacking it all around your house and it's for that rainy day. And it's about like, just one of the first assignments I'll give people is like, I need you to go clean out your closet. And they're like, what? And I'm like, because we need to bring whatever emotions there are around your money to the surface. And it's all stuffed in the junk around your house. Um, and so that's one of the things that I want you to recognize the fact that your energy behind your money could be sitting around your house and it's old energy. I always talk about the fact that we have our financial past and then we have our financials in the present moment and then our financial futures. Well, our past are our debts, but the crap around your house is also your past. It's your past emotions that are not being processed so that you can live effectively in the present moment and then create the future that you want to create, okay? So number four, who is the leaky container in your life? Yep. Leaky container. So you may have a waterfall coming out the back end, like a child that you keep bailing out over and over and over again. Um, but this is about boundary holding. Uh, one of the best books that I have ever seen out there, um, Terry Cole wrote a book called uh, The Boundary Boss. If you are, if you have a financial leaky container, Terry Cole's book Boundary Boss is one of the best I've ever seen. She's a psychologist and she really, or look on her YouTube videos. She's amazing. Um, when it comes to a financial front, this is just about loving yourself enough to hold those boundaries and say, no, this goes to a lot of you mom and dads out there too. Like, or, or you really cool aunts and uncles that never married, don't have kids, but you're like that aunt and uncle that spoils the shit out of your nieces and nephews. You need to hold healthy boundaries. Like I, it's really I enjoy the company of my nieces and nephews. And so I actually started to like say, hey, for your Christmas present, I want to take you to dinner because I want to hear about your life. And um, there's some of them I've not heard from. And uh, hopefully they're watching the video because I'd love to go to dinner with them. And But I just decided I don't want to be Aunt Julie that just buys you stuff because Aunt Julie can. Um, I want the experiences of life with you. I want to go to a Notre Dame game with you. I want to take you to dinner. I want to do those kind of things that are important to us and our family. And so it's whatever it is that, you know, you want to do, but who are the leaky containers? It might be your children. Um, and this is where you keep bailing them out, you know, and here's a, here's a tip and a tool. If you have some leaking containers, one of the ways financially that you can kind of put this into grips is you can say, okay, um, I used to have, I have 11 brothers and sisters. So there's always somebody that needs something. So I created a savings account and I called it the Murphy Relief Fund. And I called it that because in my personal cash flow, I was okay with $100 a month going into the Murphy Relief Fund. 
So whenever anyone called me up and asked me, hey, I need some help. Can you help me? It wasn't like, okay. And then Julie trying to figure out how to figure out the rest of her life because she helped that person out because I'm a huge giver. I would look at the balance in that checking account. I'm like, I have $841.35 that I can give you towards that. And they're like, okay, great. I actually had one of my brothers years later, his car went and it was 1500 bucks. And that is exactly the number I think I had was $841. Like three years later, he's, and I, I would tell the story. I have this relief fund. So if anyone needs help, like I've got this fund to the side, like if you guys need it. Because I was like the money chick. So people would come to me and ask for my help. And he actually gave me the money back. And he goes, here, put that back in the fund so you can help other people with it. And I was like, oh, that's so amazing. So that's like something you can do financially to help plug up a leaky container so you're taking care of yourself and you're being the giver like you want to be. Number five, number five, um, I want you to take a look at, are you overcommitting on your cash flows? This is a big one because if every dime you have coming in the door is going out the door, how are you going to be nimble in life and be flexible? Now you can blame your employer, you can blame your spouse, you can blame whatever, but the bottom line is your reality is your reality. And if you overcommit your cash flows, like you have too many debt payments, you're letting the banks run your life. Does that feel good? Nobody feels good with that. Nobody. So I want you to look at your cash flows and see if you can create some space there. Sometimes it's just going to your cell phone company and finding 50 extra bucks and then have that 50 extra bucks just go in your savings account to create some space for when the next shit hits the fan, you've got some money to back up on. But intentionally direct the money when you open up your cash flows, intentionally direct it to somewhere else. Now, the last but not least is um, I want you to take a look at, you know, sometimes we've got these insurance policies. Um, and they may have actually served their purpose for when you originally took them out. I want you to see, like, is that now where you want your energy to go? Meaning, like, maybe you've built up some emergency reserves, so you don't need to have the deductible that you have with um, your car insurance now because you've got $1,000 in the bank. So you don't necessarily have to have a 250 deductible. You can make it 1000 and then your premium goes down, and then you can put more money in the savings because of that. That's just an idea. But there's other things like maybe you bought life insurance when your kids were young and now your kids are older, but now you need long-term care insurance. Well, stop paying for the life insurance or have a life insurance policy that has a long-term care rider. There's all kinds of options out there, but it's about revisit what insurance products you have. And is that where you want your energy to go? Because your financial energy, you could be playing offense or you can play defense. And defense is the insurance products and offense are the assets. It's as simple as that. Well, click the like button, subscribe, and hit that notification bell because you know what? I am going to continue to give you tips and tools because I want you to live the life that you absolutely love. Hope it was helpful today and we'll see you all soon. Bye-bye.